featuring the creator and lead host of Clutch Crew Sports, Zach. Unfortunately, uh, Eric is an Oklahoma City Thunder fan, and uh, he went through a pretty rough postseason watching uh, my Portland Trailblazers pretty well dismantle his team, so... Dang, okay. um, I did, did not realize we were going to go into that. <laughs> you sure you didn't lose your train of thought by looking at this picture here? <laughs> For those of you who don't know, Zach really likes Alex Morgan. Featuring Nate, NFL and college football co-host. I don't think Indian is very good, just being straight up, so... I think it's <laughs> pretty fair. Spread, Indiana's getting spread triggered cover. right now. You just triggered the whole state. And I forgot to change on here. Oh, okay. But <laughs> this year, I'm going to stick with it. I'm going to defend oh, okay. it. <laughs> oh, okay. I think... I do think Denver's a very average team. I'm going to stick with my open pick. Hello, everybody. Zach back here with another episode of Clutch Crew Sports. And today's episode is going to feature discussion about college football this past weekend i think this past weekend for college football has been the best personally the most enjoyable for me to watch with my two favorite teams getting wins but also a lot of really close games a couple of upsets uh in some top tier teams actually facing some good competition uh especially in the sec and we're just gonna get started here so the first game, uh, number 20, Virginia at Miami. This is a Friday night game, and Miami wins 17-9. to Me and Nate both got that wrong, so uh, I don't know about you, Nate, but I thought Virginia was going to win this straight up. Uh, Miami hadn't shown me anything offensively this season, so I was, I was kind of surprised about this one, actually. What do you think? That one took me off guard, too. I, th- I thought Virginia had a pretty good defense, and they just couldn't stop Miami. Yeah, Uh, another shocker for me anyways, uh, another Friday night game, Colorado at number 13, Oregon, Oregon favored by 20 and a half points, but Oregon wins 45 to three. I was the only one getting this one wrong. You know, I've got Oregon originally slated for my college football playoff, but 20 and a half points I thought would be too much with Colorado being a pretty good team, but obviously this game wasn't even close as... I'm the only one getting it wrong. Uh, And then our noon kickoff games. Michigan beating Illinois 42-25. Michigan was favored by 21.5. They did not cover, so we all got that wrong, all picking Michigan. But this game was really weird because Michigan was up 28-0, and then in a blink of an eye, it was 28-25. And you're like, oh my god, Michigan might actually lose this, but... They rallied at the end to get a couple touchdowns and win comfortably, but still not enough to cover. And then this has been the biggest upset in all of college football this season. South Carolina beating number three Georgia 20-17 to in double overtime. Georgia 24-point favorites. I was the only one getting this right, picking South Carolina. Uh, however, I did not think that South Carolina would win the game. I'll be honest, I, I didn't pick them to win, but I picked them to cover, and they did. So this was an interesting game, and Georgia, I was saying in the last episode how 
you know, they were at the bottom of my top five SEC power ranking teams uh, because I just don't trust Georgia. Um, this game, they had all the they had all the reasons, all the opportunities to win. I mean, you're at home, you're in a friendly environment. South Carolina in the third quarter was down to their third string quarterback. So defensively, you have a huge advantage there to, you know, stop South Carolina. South Carolina, Will Muschamp had a head-scratching moment really late in the game when he chose to take a 58-yard field goal on, like, a fourth-and-three play with under a minute left. That was really – that was a head-scratching moment for me. I was like, what are you doing there? That's so – the statistics of getting that are so slim. You know, your kicker's never made one, like, 10 yards – you know, his career long was, like, 10 yards shorter than that. So that was just bizarre to me. And then they still couldn't capitalize on their next drive to try and just get a field goal to win. Yeah, Jake Fromm played a terrible game. Really, I think this hurt his draft stock quite a bit, actually. I mean, you know, he was... There's going to be so many quarterbacks, I think, in this next draft class. And unfortunately for him, a bad performance like this, when everybody else is having great games, uh, is really going to hinder your draft status. So bad on him for that. But still in the overtime, South Carolina, Georgia just looked bad in the overtime. I mean... Their first overtime, they had the ball. I believe they threw an interception, and South Carolina, or yeah, I think they they threw an interception. South Carolina, their the next overtime period missed a field goal, so you know you're getting another lucky break. I was like, oh my god, George is so lucky. That's what I was thinking at the time, and then and then in the next overtime, South Carolina, you know, actually does something to your defense a little bit. They don't score a touchdown, but they score a field goal. They get it several yards from the end zone away. So they actually move the ball on their offense. And, and then the next overtime, of course, Georgia goes three and out. They don't do they don't gain any yards. And then Rodrigo Blankenship misses a field goal to potentially tie it and take it to a third overtime. And then South Carolina goes crazy. They start taking parts of the hedge. George, the Georgia, the famous Georgia hedge, they start you know tearing that apart. I mean, that, <laughs> this was uh, this was not expected to me. Although I did expect Georgia to not play very well, I didn't expect this lopsided of a win. Uh, some bad decisions, I think, by Coach Kirby Smart at the end of the game with clock management. Uh, some bad decisions in overtime, I think, just bad offensive execution. Their defense is not as good as the past Georgia defenses have been. And they're definitely not a playoff team right now. I know they have still the potential to make the playoffs, but just by the way that they've been playing the last two weeks, really, I'd expect them to pick up another loss somewhere, whether it be Florida or just them overlooking another SEC opponent. So those are my thoughts on the game. I was down on Georgia before this. Now I'm really down on Georgia. And good on South Carolina to get a. Hello. Oh yeah, this, this game to me, 
sorry, the um had a little bit of a headset issue there. Uh, this game to me kind of just shows sort of how important the Jake Fromm is to Georgia, just in terms of he hadn't thrown an interception in any game this year. Only had six all last year, and then he threw a three um, on Saturday. And they really, in my opinion, they're moving the ball pretty well all afternoon. The yardage they had a pretty good total. I think it was over. There's almost 400 yards of offense, so pretty solid day moving the ball, but those turnovers just killed them all afternoon. So I I, I was one of the ones who picked Georgia to cover the 24-point spread, and obviously they didn't. Um, but, yeah, def- definitely a bad performance for them, and see how they come back from it next week. Yeah. So number six, Oklahoma, taking on number 11, Texas, obviously the Red River rivalry game. Uh Oklahoma wins 34 to 27. They don't cover the 10 and a half point spread. Nate and I both get this right. Connor getting it wrong. And I didn't watch the entirety of this game. I saw bits and pieces, but I know Nate watched most of the game. So I'll just quickly add a few things here. Uh, I think this game, I, I predicted this would be a one score game as it was by only seven points. But what really stood out to me, Oklahoma's defense was lights out, recording, I think, nine sacks, a couple takeaways. Uh, and so that's really promising for Oklahoma, especially for postseason football. But uh, not a not a Heisman statement game for Jalen Hurts, though. Had, uh, had a good game, but not, to, not a Heisman moment type of game, which many thought he needed to have with this being such a loaded Heisman class. But... Nate, I'll let, I want to hear what your thoughts on this game were. Yeah, I kind of agree with Zach in terms of the uh, Jalen Hurts um, Heisman debate. I definitely, he had he definitely had a great game, but I think to be playing in Oklahoma system, kind of the you know, results we've seen the last couple of years, like he needs to be putting out those kind of video game numbers almost every week, which hasn't. He, he started out pretty hot, but yeah, I, I'm not really buying into the Heisman hype just yet. But back to the overall game. I, I was really impressed with Oklahoma's defense as well. Like I, I picked Texas. Um, I picked for Texas. I got, I got it right because they covered, but I picked them to win straight up just because I thought going into this game they had the better defense. When really Oklahoma showed up to play, um, their pass rush was getting to Ellinger all game. Um, made it pretty relatively difficult for their offense to move the ball. Um, and then Texas, their their defense was really disappointing to me. Honestly, there's that big highlight play of that um, touchdown from C.D. Lamb when there, I think there were five Texas defenders all within five yards of him, and none of them even were able to get a hand on him, which that's just bad tackling, bad fundamentals. Yeah, I saw that, that too. That, yeah, that was bad. <laughs> yeah, and that, that's, the, that's the stuff that really kills a team because that goes beyond, you know, a defensive coordinator not, you know, planning, not, you know, putting them in position. Like, they were there. They are in position, and if you can't, if the players can't execute, that's going to hurt you all year. It's, I think it's a tough thing for a defense to overcome. So I had Texas in my um, in the college football playoff in my preseason rankings. I don't think they're going to be there anymore. They might be able to compete for a um, New Year's Six Bowl if they uh, went out the rest of the way. But I think that I think that's a big kind of statement win for both teams that I think Oklahoma is legit this year, and I think Texas is not. Um, what we expect coming into the season. Yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, man. Like, uh, 
it's still very likely that these two teams will have a rematch in the Big 12 championship, considering there's no real other legit uh, threat for Oklahoma. I mean, this conference is definitely, like, it's balanced. It's got balance. The, the bad teams aren't super bad, but there's just no real top team that can compete with Oklahoma other than Texas, which is at a little bit of a disadvantage. So I expect Oklahoma to win out probably, and Texas will probably win out too. So we'll probably get another rematch of this, which will be fun. Uh, That'll be a lot of fun. Yeah, especially because, I mean, the the pregame scuffle and stuff. Like, you know oh, it's yeah. going to be fun. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number 20, down to the American Conference, 23 Memphis at Temple. Temple wins 30-28 to 28 Memphis favored by six points. I was the only one getting this right. I predicted Temple to win outright, actually, without the points. So I wasn't too shocked by this result. But Memphis put on a late comeback. I know this wasn't a highlighted game, but I don't know. To me, Memphis's wins, I think Memphis was undefeated, but they hadn't had a huge win. So I wasn't that shocked that Temple was able to beat them. Temple's pretty good, and they're at home. Uh, Alabama at Texas A&M. SEC West matchup here. Bama wins 47-28. And they do cover the 16.5-point spread, as Nate is the only one getting that right. FSU playing number two Clemson. Uh, I was reading some stuff, and it brought brought back some funny memories for me of the FSU book reader from last year's (laughs) Florida State Clemson game. (laughs) And he was probably reading the same book, like, how do we tackle or how do we you know, do these fundamentals and Clemson steamrolls here. Uh, Nate, only one getting this right. Connor and I picked FSU to cover the 27 points, but they, of course, didn't. And really, it shouldn't have even been this close. Like, it was, it was, FSU just got their points in garbage time, essentially. This game was over from the start. I heard, like, I, t- I chimed into the, to the end of the game, and uh, the announcer was like, this game was over from the coin toss. <laughs> so it's just sad. Um, Wisconsin, talk about sad. Wisconsin just destroys Michigan State at home here, 38-0. to zero. Another shutout for Wisconsin. We all got this right. Uh, they're a legit team, too. So watch out for them in the college football playoffs potential. Uh, and then Washington State and Arizona State. A a true back-and-forth game here. Arizona State was ranked 18th, and they were at home. They do pick up the win, 38-34. We all got this right. Essentially a pick-em game. And uh, this was was a grinded-out, gutsy sort of win for Arizona State. So congrats. I know they've got a big matchup next week, too. Um, I think against Utah. But I could be wrong on that. And then... 25 Cincinnati at Houston, another American game. Cincinnati picking up the win, 38-23, favored by seven, but we all got this right. Uh, surprised that Houston even was able to put up this many points, but they made it somewhat competitive. Was um, what I saw from that. Uh, Texas Tech, they burn me every time, but I'm, I'm I'm glad they at least lost this because I, you know, my Texas Tech. Uh, you know, I've got a little bit of rivalry going on now with Texas Tech, but for my rant a couple episodes back, but 
Baylor does secure an overtime win, 33-30. to 30. Favored by 10, they don't get the job done, though, for the points. We all got that wrong. Uh, USC at Notre Dame, number nine Notre Dame. And this ended up being a lot closer than I thought. And I didn't even wasn't even worrying about this when I was watching the Florida LSU game because Notre Dame came out to a strong start. But they only win 30-27. to 27. Favored by 11 here, as we all got that wrong. Uh, Penn State taking on Iowa, two ranked teams going up head-to-head here. Penn State wins 17-12, uh, favored by four and a half. They won by five, so feel bad for Connor picking Iowa in this, but somebody had to win, somebody had to lose. Nate <laughs> <laughs> and I got it right. Uh, I didn't watch this game, but seems like a grinded-out defensive game from the score. Um, but I want to know if... Uh, if Penn State looked good or not. Yeah, this this is a game that I kind of was going back and forth between this and the uh, UF-LSU game. Um, so I didn't see every single play. But Penn State definitely um, impressed me in this one. Um, going up against a, a tough... I was always solid offense and defense. They have that... Defin- definitely got a uh, kind of grinded out style to them. Pro system um, or something, yeah. Yeah, and <laughs> I was impressed that Penn State was able to go in into Iowa in their you know packed stadium primetime game and win a tough game like that. It kind of tells me a lot about this team. Um, I've ne- I've never really been, um, never really gotten too into the hype around Penn State the last few years because they always kind of found a way to lose two or three games and then kind of disappoint based on their preseason ratings. But this year, you know, don't want to get too he- too ahead of myself, but. Winning a game like this, to me, is kind of a big statement. Um, I think it shows that maybe they're not a playoff team. We'll see what they do the rest of the year, but I think they're definitely a legit competitor for the Big Ten um, this year. Yeah, I hate to say it, but I think the Big Ten's the second-best conference this year, uh, and I don't think it's really close um, between anybody other than the SEC and the Big Ten. But Because, I mean, even Iowa... I mean, this is their yeah. ranked. I mean, you got Michigan, you got Penn State, Ohio State didn't even play this week. Wisconsin, you know, making teams look silly. Minnesota's undefeated. Nobody's even talking about right. them. So yeah, I mean, this is a this is a good year for the Big Ten. Uh, I still think the SEC is a little bit better. It could be a little bit of my SEC bias. You know, I'm always that one to be like SEC. SEC, as you see in the commercials and stuff. Yeah, or it just it, means more. Yeah, it just means more. I love that. Um, it's so weird, but but uh, yeah. So that I was just wondering though, because I agree with you though. Like Penn State, I can't really take them seriously because I know that they're going to lose a couple games, but they're undefeated. I think most people have them as the worst of these undefeated, you know, big time programs, but. Uh, but nonetheless, important win for them, and I know they'll have tougher tasks ahead of them with Ohio State and Michigan uh, more, still on schedule. Yeah, one more thing to add about this Iowa State or the Iowa Penn State game: Iowa needs to burn those yellow uniforms they wore last night. I don't know if you saw any of the highlights, Zach, but those no, those things I just could not stand watching that game. I gotta look it up now. <laughs> There's, Iowa, they're yellow. pretty bad in my opinion. I know it's normally the they highlighter. would. Apply. It looks like it looks like the team, the fake team from um, 
the Dark Knight Rises. You remember that? The, oh the Gotham God. City team. Dude, you are so bad <laughs> <right> on that. <laughs> I was, I was I watching that game that. and uh, <laughs> that, that's my only other yeah take on that. <laughs> I don't know, man. I, I kind of like it. I I I feel a little bit different than you. I mean, it's it's a weird combination. Like it's it's weird because normally you think of the black or the white for Iowa, but right. um. I don't know, man. I kind of like it when teams kind of change it up a little bit, try something different here. I don't like. It looks interesting for sure. I, yeah. I, don't, I think I think it looks good with the the models, but yeah, actually on the field, I don't know. It's very <laughs> yellow. <laughs> yeah, yeah, my for TV sure. screen. Um, I don't know. I, I, I'm gonna. I mean, it's not the best looking uniform I've ever seen, but I. I'm not down on it as much as you are, I guess, but yeah, it's interesting. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so that's okay. So let me go. Let me go back here. So look. Okay, so Louisville. Uh, yeah, no, that's fine. I I was <laughs> I'm, I'm learning stuff here. So Louisville and number nineteen Wake. 59 and no, this is not college basketball. Um, <laughs> though you might think about the score, but Wake Forest really blows their opportunity here to, uh, you know, be taken seriously, I guess. Six and a half point favorites. Connor, the only one getting this right. I'm curious uh, if he thought they would win outright or if he just thought they'd cover the spread. But I I don't know. I, Wake Forest came into this undefeated. Maybe they overlooked Louisville. Um, maybe Louisville's just actually better than them. But at home, I mean, this defense has got to be embarrassed for sure. You know, Lamar Jackson's not here at Louisville, so I don't know what's going on. But moving on here to the highlight game of the week, uh, number seven, Florida, going down to the Bayou and taking on number five, LSU. Uh, night game. This is, uh, this is what I was focused on all night, and it was super exciting, man, like, these Florida LSU games are always great. I mean, this ended up being a 14-point win for LSU, but really, it, Florida could have taken this to overtime if they had managed uh, their red zone offense better because they threw an interception late in the end zone, and then they got the ball back and, I think, lost it on fourth down. Uh, so while they won by 14 and... I got this wrong by half a point. So, you know, it's just, I was hoping there'd be some field goals and stuff in this game so it wouldn't come down to a two touchdown win, which was what I was afraid of the most. You know, but unfortunately that happened. I was the only one getting that wrong. But yeah, LSU, man, it, this is unlike any LSU team I've seen lately because. You know, this Florida defense, I think, was the third best in all of college football with sacks. And I think the number one defense in terms of getting interceptions. And Joe Burrow just, you know, talk about like a Heisman statement game. This was his Heisman statement game. I mean, deadly accurate down the field. Just picked Florida's defense apart. I mean, I know Florida had a key injury on the defensive line. But still, man, that... And LSU doesn't have the receivers that Tua has either. Like, he doesn't have three 
first round pick wide receivers on his team. But nonetheless, you know, he he did what he needed to do. He scored 42 points on the skaters defense. Florida kind of exposed LSU's defense a little bit, but Grant Delpit made a couple big plays. Obviously, their key safety. Um, and yeah, so this is one that LSU I think had to have uh, more so than Florida. You know, Florida still gets a chance to play Georgia, and if they win that, they'll probably win the SEC East. LSU's still got to go through Auburn and uh, Auburn and Alabama and. I don't think they should take Texas A&M lightly or Mississippi State lightly, but it, I mean, I I'm super impressed with LSU. I actually thought Florida could win this game outright just because of the history of these two teams. It seems like it seems like whoever's well, these two teams are always pretty close in the rankings, but it seems like whoever's down a little bit or whoever you think might win loses. Um, and I know Florida's won on the road before too. So just, this was just a great game to me. I mean, with both these teams being undefeated in this game, it lived up, I think to the expectations and, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just stunned at how good LSU did offensively, to be <laughs> honest. With you. I, I'm still trying to, you know, work that around because Todd Grantham, I think could, you know, become a head coach, for a major college team or even an NFL team with how good he's made this Florida defense the past couple of years. So that's a name to keep an eye on. I mean, if you know, I might have to save this as an audio clip for the introductions in the future, but Todd Grantham going to be a head coach sooner or later, sooner rather than later, I should say. But uh, I know you watched this game too. So I want to want to hear your thoughts on, on this. Yeah, I was I was pretty surprised by this final score. Honestly, after I knew LSU had the offense, um, they put up some big points before. But um, watching UF last week versus Auburn, they they looked very sloppy. And seeing Kyle Trask go into Death Valley on a Saturday night and put up lead the offense twenty eight points, I was I was very impressed by Florida. Um, definitely impressed by LSU too. I think having Joe Burrow um, give this offense like a, a um, dimension they haven't really had um lately usually they're a pretty defensive team they can run the ball um kind of do enough to um win games but this this offense they have is they're they're pretty scary to me now that i mean they came at number two in the rankings and i think they deserve it um they're they're kind of the whole um you got the whole thing going on right now offense and defense but um, back to Florida, um, I was definitely impressed by the way they played. Obviously, there's no moral victories in college football, but as Zach was saying, they definitely still kind of control their own destiny. Um, if they can kind of regroup and go beat Georgia in a couple weeks, it's really relatively clear sailing to um, the SEC championship for them. Um, and the way Georgia looked this weekend, it's a very, um, very doable task for Florida so this game was pretty impressive for me really for both teams but I think more so for Florida just because we knew LSU was really strong coming into this game Um, I think Florida definitely could um, has a chance to see a rematch with LSU if LSU makes it through that gauntlet they have to go through um, and have a rematch in the SEC championship in December 
Yeah, man. Uh, that would be another fun one too. Like I would not <laughs> mind seeing these two teams match up, just because it also it's different too. Like yeah, it seems like the past couple of years have just been Alabama, Georgia, Alabama, Georgia, and the SEC championship and stuff. But right. uh, I or the occasional Auburn, you know, being thrown in or occasional Florida being thrown in. But I mean, LSU, Florida, I would part two in a neutral site in Atlanta. I would, I would vote for that. Right. <laughs> um, so going down here to Utah. They finally get this blowout win that, you know, Connor and I were talking about them needing to get against Oregon State. Granted, is against Oregon State, but still, fifty-two to seven win. Uh, they were favored by thirteen and a half. We all got that right. And then Hawaii taking on Boise State. Boise State wins fifty-nine thirty-seven, favored by twelve and a half. We all got that right. Nate, I know you watched a little bit of this game, so it was too late for me to watch. But what yeah. did you think of this? Yeah, I, I just watched most of the first half, and then it got kind of late for me as well. But um, I, I was impressed by Boise State. Their offense, um, their quarterback, uh, Hank Bachmeyer, he'd been starting out really good um, this name. year. He got hurt <laughs> early on in that game, and their backup had to come in. Um, I didn't really know much about many other skill players for Boise State, but they, they were they were pretty impressive to me. That offense looked really explosive, even without – they're starting quarterback in. They still move the ball exceptionally well. And granted, it was Hawaii, um, not necessarily, you know, a defensive powerhouse or anything like that. But I think Boise State is right now the clear front runner to get that New Year's Six Bowl um, for the Group of Five after UCF has um, those two losses. The rest of the American is kind of almost cannibalizing each other. There's Seriously. been like three top 25 teams, <laughs> I think, in the last couple polls. But they each, you know, seem to mm-hmm. at least one of them seems to lose every week. So I feel like um, every team in the American will at least have one loss. And I think Boise State should be able to cruise through the rest of this Mountain West schedule with that offense they have. So it'll be interesting to see if they can keep it up and make a bowl game. Uh, obviously, we don't know who they would play um, in that bowl, but I think Boise State could um, potentially come in and have a similar. Um, upset like what UCF did a few years ago and what Houston did um, a couple years before that and um, kind of make some waves for the group of five here. Yeah. They definitely have the offense. I know, here, so. um, I know Connor's going to be rooting for them to get a loss soon because he's an App State fan and they definitely oh, right. have a right in that conversation. Yeah. Representing the Sun Belt. Yeah, I think, uh, well, obviously they're they're coming into this next game ranked 24. Um, and they've got a game against at South Carolina left on their schedule. So that's a chance wow. for them to get, um, obviously they're going to have to win that to, to be considered, but still that's a, that's a, you know, resume type game to add to their undefeated streak so far. So that that's, but yeah, I agree. If Boise state goes undefeated, I think, uh, I think they've got to be the for sure favorites for that tight right. position. But, uh, you know, that brings me down to our last game here to talk about App State beating University of Louisiana um, on the road. This was weird, a Wednesday night game. I was talking to both Nate and Connor about this. I've seen games on, I've seen college games on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, the rare Tuesday ones. You know, Thursday. I've never seen a Wednesday game, <laughs> but uh, they they won this game, so... 
I'm assuming they had a bye week before it because that's a pretty quick turnaround. Uh, but they win 17 to seven, and we all got that right. So looking down now at the yearly standings for the college games, I'm still in first place by a real slim margin with getting 56% of my picks right. Connor's getting 55% right, and Nate is back to 50-50. So, <laughs> Not 500. <laughs> yeah, keep in mind, these are with the spread, too, so it's harder to predict that than just outright winners. But my goal is just to be over 50. You know, my goal is 60% at the end of the year. I went down a percent this week, so hopefully next week I'll I'll have a little bit better week. But I was glad to at least not have a catastrophic week for my predictions. But I do want to wrap this up by just, you know, making my, if I was the college football playoff maker, my top four teams and then the two teams on the outside looking in. But still with, I mean, obviously really good chances to make it concerns just week seven. Uh, but for my number one team, Give me LSU. They've got wins at Texas, home against Florida. Those are the two. No other team can possess two wins like that. Give me LSU, number one. Number two, give me Alabama. They're undefeated. They're still Alabama. <laughs> they still got Tua. They've still got that great offense. Defense isn't what it used to be, but still, I like Alabama, too. Three, give me Clemson. They haven't had the toughest schedule but, you know, this week just showed you how dominant they can be. And I still believe in Trevor Lawrence. So give me Clemson number three. Number four, give me Wisconsin. A couple, I think, three or four shutouts in this season so far. Jonathan Taylor, a quiet Heisman candidate. Uh, well, not quiet, but, you know, not many people think of a running back for a Heisman this year with the great quarterbacks. But he is making his mark. Um guarantee to get a couple touchdowns every game so no matter what defense you're facing uh so give me wisconsin four and then on the outside looking in give me oklahoma five uh obviously they're still undefeated so they'll they have a right to this and then give me ohio state six sorry mark but ohio state just hasn't had a huge win yet for me to put them in the top four but they've got a great team so it wouldn't shock me if they made it but those are my top six, and then specifically my top four for the playoffs. So I'll let Nate say his for the viewers, too. All right, I have the, the same six teams, uh, just a little bit different rankings. Um, I've got Bama and Clemson, uh, one and two, respectively. Um, just kind of going to keep them there until one of them, you know, loses. Really gives, I really need a reason to move them out of one of those top two spots. Um, coming in third for me is LSU. Um like you said earlier, that offense is pretty lethal combined with a great defense. I I think um, they've definitely got the talent to go up against Bama. Um, four, we've got Wisconsin. Um, like Zach said, Jonathan Taylor and the offense have been moving along, and that defense is really impressive to me. They've only allowed 27 points through six games, which is just absurd. If they can keep that up, I think that's definitely going to get them in the playoffs. Um, then the outside looking in, I've got Oklahoma fifth. Um, after this week, I'm a little bit more confident in them, just seeing how their defense um, is not an absolute sieve this year. They're <laughs> actually able to uh, come up with some stops, which is pretty huge. And then sixth, I got Ohio State. Um, that could change, though, depending on when they get more into their conference and play some better competition. So it'll be interesting to see how this looks in the next couple of weeks. Yeah, 
definitely for sure man so that'll wrap up this episode guys thank you to everybody for listening and watching this uh we'll be back next week with another episode uh college related so stay tuned for that and have a great rest of your day for eric peace